0: And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by FolkLory, which is a service that we've created that records personalized podcasts as audio gifts for your loved ones. So, Harish, like it's been a long road for FolkLory, mm. And what exciting news do we have for everyone who's been looking forward to hearing more about it?
1: It is that we are launching the new and updated FolkLory.com website. So, yeah, we have added a bunch of features you can now purchase directly on the website. There's all the info you need, all the FAQs, Uh, We've even got an excerpt from a past Folklory episode we have created. It's just building on what we have learned over the past year where we have created a bunch of episodes for a bunch of customers from actually around the world. It was quite heartening to see how people responded to our last sale earlier this year. And now, yeah, we're opening it up. Just in time for Christmas, right? Exactly. Christmas, New Year. Yeah, we are super excited because quite a few people on our Reddit have asked about it also, what happened to it. Yeah, we've been working at it and now it's ready to go. So check out Folklory.com, F-O-L-K-L-O. O-R-Y The link is in the show notes. It's our little baby we've created. So, so please check it out and hopefully you get some of your own. And now on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the chattiest topics with a touch of what, Terrence? Uh side splitting humor, man. Side splitting humor.
0: Okay, okay. I mean yeah, let's not let's man. not pat ourselves on the back too much. I assume that everyone is laughs
1: a little bit during our podcast, la. I assume. Yeah. La. I mean uh you assume I mean as long as we laugh, right? I think that is we never yeah. say whose sides we are splitting la. It could be our own. Yeah. Right? Our yeah. own side splitting. Yeah. Alright? Or it could be it could be um
0: uh, I mean, it, as long as yeah, you know, as long as one of us laughs lah, that's that's the bar we set for ourselves la, right?
1: Exactly. Mm, uh, mm, as long exactly. as one of us. Enjoys one of us. It, yeah. So if, if by the end of today's podcast neither of us laugh right, then we know we fucked up lah. Mm. Then you gotta right. you gotta stop calling ourselves comedians already. Yeah? yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are we are commentators commentators, commentators yeah exactly correct, commentators. Correct. But yeah, man. Yeah, 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 wow, it's, uh, it's been a slow couple of days uh, for the news. Yeah, man, I mean, full full disclosure, we wanted to record something last night, uh, which would be Tuesday night, the 16th of November, but holy shit, um, yeah, there was nothing that was really calling out to us. La.
0: Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, there was a whole climate change thing going on, but uh, as far as I know, it was just, yeah, just sort of a, uh, sort of a, they signed a treaty to say, hey, let's enforce a treaty, right, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, I was <laughs> like, oh, if that is if that is like the headlines, then you know, it's a slow couple of days. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know like, the coordination effort to get all these people in the same country talking about the same thing and talk like, it's a very, very logistically uh, impressive task, I mm-hmm. guess, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that's why people are cynical about the whole climate change because they're always meeting yeah. and agreeing yeah. and then, disagreeing and then coming back to meet a few years later and agreeing Yeah. and even if you look at the fine print you look at the countries committing to do this committing to do this one of the biggest topics for this uh, uh, meeting was to discuss what the, the things that the developed countries didn't uh, deliver based on what they committed to do back in 2017 yeah. so they made a commitment then yeah. they didn't do it they come back kind of like scolded and make then a commit to do to something the future yeah <laughs> <That's laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I mean I know there were articles about how Grace Fu uh, had a very what, um unenviable task of being the moderator for the one of the panels, and and she seemed quite happy with her performance in the articles that covered it. Mm. But it just feels like wow, there's all this talk, there's all these treaties being signed. I hope, I hope there are things that actually uh uh c- c- come to light or materialize, like rather than having to meet again in three years and say, yo guys, we fucked up again. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Correct, correct. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. La, uh, I mean aside from that, we've mentioned yeah. pick up a couple of other things that are pretty interesting to talk about. La. Maybe maybe a bit more you know, it's more evergreenish kind of topics, la, right?
1: Mm, mm, uh, more evergreen. Uh, uh but before yeah. all that,
0: we need to plug something.
1: Yeah. I think one thing we can plug is that uh this past Monday, uh we did announce on our social medias. That we have, we we have we are partnering with Rice Media, man. Mm. Right. Yes, that's yeah. exciting.
0: That's exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Quite a few people. I mean, I know someone messaged us on Instagram saying that, oh, does this mean we will now be producing podcasts under the Rice Media brand or or using their 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 resources and all that? Hell no. We're still gonna be doing the same shit we've been doing. We're gonna keep uh, growing what we're doing, but. But one, there are many ways that, that, that things could happen. First of all, it could uh, lead us to working with Rice Media to, to interview really, really cool guests mm. that sometimes they write an article about, they do a video interview about. But to go deep and have a heart-to-heart conversation, that's where we come in and we, 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 we create some kick-ass collaboration material together.
0: Yeah. And to be specific, like the, the podcast that we did with Paul, the D minor mm. from Iraq and Af- I mean the Singaporean D minor who's working in Iraq and Afghanistan and all these places, that was mm. off a lead from the Rice Media article, uh, and um, yeah, that's why we found that you know there's a lot of uh, uh, overlaps or synergies, you know, if you like the corporate speak, uh, in what we do with uh, Rice Media and uh, yeah, the vibes the vibes are there, so we we're like yeah, let's find a way to work together on some stuff. Uh.
1: Yeah, because it all came out very, very organically. I think we've always respected the the work that each of us uh, uh put out there, and we got talking. We had a few meetings with the team. They are awesome people. Uh, a uh, very, very kind of in line with the vision of creating thoughtful content, uh, not just chasing the the clicks uh, and all that. And, and yeah, so out of that came some some uh, a commitment to work together to see what happens. So right now, there's nothing. Set in place, particularly, but yeah, we are definitely going to be working with them, and they are definitely going to be working with us. So, 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 it's like just yeah, follow us on on our Instagram, on our Reddit. Follow them because there's a whole bunch of magic that's coming your way, mm, Yeah, that's right. Cool, man. Uh, cool,
0: but cool. So, talking about magic coming our way, uh, mm. let's jump into our first topic.
1: Mm, mm, and mm, what mm. is this topic about? Uh It was a uh, one of the news that came out from. Uh, a press conference that our transport minister, S. Iswaran, uh, was speaking at, mm. uh, during which he mentioned that Singapore is actually in talks to continue hosting the Formula One Grand Prix next year. Mm. Yeah. And, and I do believe that we did a podcast previously that talked about the uh, whether F one still is something relevant to Singapore, whether it is still something that should be continued once the contract expires in twenty twenty one, so so this was interesting. Yeah, right,
0: and uh, it's also be, yeah like The contract basically was extended, uh, four years ago, and this year mm. is, was the last year of the contract uh, yes. But uh, at the same time, the last the you know this year's and last year's edition of Formula One in Singapore were uh, were both cancelled uh, because of the pandemic. So uh, yeah. yeah I mean this is the first sign of of um that Singapore is trying to return to normality uh, F1 you know is the big event on our calendar after national day parade and uh yeah it's 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 uh, it's interesting like, that it's been brought up this early like you know November the year prior but uh hmm. what what do you think when you first heard this news uh?
1: I mean, first of all, I was thinking, shit. Did we talk about this before? And yes, I just pulled it up. It is episode one sixty-five. Holy shit! Uh, which was back in June first this year, lah. Yeah. Um. And and I mean, yeah, we did talk about. Uh. The <laughs> the title was should Singapore cancel the F one, mm. right? Because I think at that point it was still being discussed. Uh. Whether or not Singapore should even carry on with the F one for this year. Yeah. In retrospect, like, right.
0: I mean, I I guess there was zero chance that it would have gone on, la, right? Because September was, uh, I remember after National Day Parade, then all the KTV clusters and all that started happening, la. remember? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So there would be so, no way that we would have, like uh, F1 would have gone down well with anyone. La.
1: Yeah, so that's why when I saw this, um, I was like, Wait, wait. First, I need to I, I need to fucking just remember what is the the current state of F1 in Singapore? Then I realized okay we are on the last year of the contract, the past years have been canceled. There was a whole discussion this year in 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 the public sphere of well, whether or not we should even do F1 this year. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. some people there were some commentaries or opinion pieces written online about whether or not it's still relevant to Singapore Correct. or whether it has served its course, whether it's it kind of put the spotlight on Singapore enough. Mm. Uh, and whether we should move on to, to bigger and better things. La.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, it's very telling also because in the same news week as well, uh, you know, the news cycle, uh, you also hear that the F1 uh, pit building, which is usually where, mm. you know, all the drivers and the crew and all that, they hang out and, and that's where the, the cars dock when they're being repaired. All right. The pit building mm. has now been converted to an elderly care COVID facility that can, Mm, uh, mm, uh, I think house like, uh, I think thousands of, 1,000 people or something like that, if I'm not wrong. mm, mm, mm. Um, Mm. But yeah, so it's been retrofitted with, uh, you know, uh, uh, an elevator that's big enough to take a fully flat hospital bed. Um, And, you know, it's meant to treat uh, the elderly who are suffering or recovering from COVID without very, very severe symptoms. uh. So if you mm. if you look at the vi- if you watch the video about it, it's uh it's very very different from what it used to be like two years ago la. Basically, there's you know, yeah, exactly. there's, like beds in there, a few a couple of plastic chairs with like, uh you know those foldable tables that they use in the army, and then like then what entertainment is there in the F1 pit building? It's like there's snakes and ladders bought. Uh, I think some, <laughs> news- some newspapers. <laughs> Uh, and what goodie bag can you expect when you enter the F1 building? Now it's like you, know, you get a, a you know a little cup with a toothbrush and toothpaste, and uh, you know a
1: bottle of water and some face mask and a towel. Uh. So so this is the the F1 pit building that used to be the place where I mean people used to watch uh, the yeah. F1 from here like, and it was yeah. it would host all the corporate events parties and the the, the, and the boxes that. and the parties and yeah, all. Yeah right. yeah correct correct.
0: So as of 9th November, which was about a week ago last Tuesday, it was started to it started to accept patients. Into the facility and can oh it has seven hundred and twenty one beds basically. And it's like open mm-hmm. it's like open air, shared, shared space kind of thing. So mm. uh, it encourages the elderly there also to interact with one another, but not not like how it used to be, like when they were partying and sipping champagne and all that. But it's very, very mm. different kind of style. have uh, you been to the F one pit building? No, I'm I've not, I've not I'm not
1: that lucky. yeah. Have you? Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, not oh. not because of my own direct connection, because I was acquainted to someone who got tickets. Ah, oh, see, I see. So, so, it was great, because um he went to the event, he was doing all the schmoozing with his colleagues and peers, and I was just mm. fucking getting drunk and eating up, e- eating everything I could. Eating what? Uh, the buffet, la, there, I mean, there's, there's oh, food oh, see, there, see, and see, finger snacks, and all that, oh, and eating, eating what? What, what? What do you think, eating what? No, I'm no, just wondering, i like, just wondering. But, but were there parties there? No. No, you you say eating what? What was in your mind? No, I eating what Like this, is, this is a PG podcast ah.
0: Oh yeah, 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 it was nothing, nothing. I'm just asking, yeah, eating what like what cuisine or were you eating or what lah?
1: Oh no like all the finger foods ah, like oh, okay, uh sure. like uh I don't know uh fish fingers and shit like that. Oh, I see, I see, and then and then what
0: that was that was it like a party atmosphere and all that.
1: I mean, it was it was very kind of you know like if, if anyone has worked in the corporate world, I don't know whether they still did D and D's up till two years ago, but you know D and D or like those kind of networking events or stuff like that. Mm. Um, of course, there will be some element of okay, real relationships, but it felt very okay. This is a, it's almost like a work thing. You come here, you know, you schmooze and yeah. and all that. So it was great for me like because I was I was not there to schmooze. Yeah. I was just there to to bask in the in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um and and I got a taste of that lah. Like. Mm-hmm. But so now, this is the same pit building,
0: yeah. yeah it was cool. It was cool, uh, back then to be invited to the to go to this pit building, but now mm. to go to this pit building now is uh you yeah know it is it's not a good thing, la. Basically, you will be assigned a bit and a little booty mm. bag with a towel and, and toothpaste and and toothbrush.
1: Um, but I, yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of uh, I, I pr- it probably I mean it. It's it's good that they use this building because the facilities feel like it's it's almost perfect for these sort of, of uses. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not closed in, there's windows, yeah. Uh and there's a lot of open space. Yeah. And maybe for once, you know, there's always this argument that uh, F one is for the elites, is for the not the, the common Singaporean or yeah. not for every demographic, uh and it's kind of like selective. Mm. In this case, it, it, it is the it is the leveler it doesn't matter where you're from who you are yeah if you need treatment this is a facility that could take you in Correct, correct and, and yeah lah, it also shows you I guess uh,
0: why there was no way that F1 could have been held in Singapore in September lah, right? mm. it, it have just mm. just you know understanding what the priorities of the country needed to be or need to be you know at this point of time. Uh, yeah la, we need we need beds we need bits for recovering uh, COVID patients and 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 this is what we need like more medical facilities la. not not uh, yeah. we don't really need uh, you know uh, the glitz and glamour of a night race at this point. La.
1: But at the start of the year, it was still uncertain whether or not it would carry on, right? Yeah yeah yeah, because at the start of the year we were, it was
0: life was so different, man. We were like in phase three, you know, uh, what like up to eight people could hang out and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After eight people could hang out at someone's home, and then we seemed to be, you know, heading in the right direction. Then, then Delta came around, and then, and, and you know, changed the trajectory of everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so what when you saw this article, this news, what was going through your mind? Um, I mean, the, the the one thing that I
0: want, uh, I also I think I also brought this up as a potential topic was this, that um, I think there's a Milken Institute. Uh, hmm. uh, event going on in Singapore at this point alongside the I think the upcoming Bloomberg uh, de- delegation and all that right mm, uh, there's mm. a local institute forum and then um, the GIC the Government Investment Corporation uh, Chief Operating Officer
1: Deputy Deputy oh, Deputy, yeah, yeah, deputy yeah. CIO
0: but he is the Chief um, Oh, chief Operating, Operating Officer, officer yeah, so yeah, he's correct, Deputy correct. Group yeah. Chief Investment Officer he, at mm. the panel during the 2021 Milken Institute Asia Summit, said that Singapore is an, still an attractive global investment hub but lacks element of fun, you know? Mm. And, and just at the, it's just around the same time that, you know, we also find out, oh, they're also still trying to bring in, bring F1 back and all. La. So, you know, you know, these kind of messages don't, they're not just one-off, la, right? It, it, it Probably mm. is part of a larger concerted effort to convince everyone that we need to move on from worrying so much about COVID, but uh to start thinking about how to inject the fun back to Singapore. Lah. So mm. um, yeah just thinking of that I I mean I just wanted to put it out there for discussion purposes whether you think having F1 back really brings back the fun to Singapore?
1: Mm. I mean first of all before we go there like like he didn't really say what he classifies as fun. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah because he he did say and I quote um, while singapore has made progress in bringing first class entertainment events such as the f1 race and singapore aerospace show to its shores it could do with more industry focused events such as private equity and alternative investment specific conferences mm. as well as real estate fairs is that what he's, Is that his definition of fun uh, possibly lah but, but i mean he's
0: not a he's not a he's not like the most boring guy in the world he used to be in the air force you know he was mm. an aeronautical engineer uh, I mean, mm. he worked in San Francisco. He worked in London. So, he's lived in uh, a lot of these these um very uh, very big cities around the world. Uh, so, I think he has a good handle of, you know, what what's considered fun. Uh, and he is quite obvious here that he doesn't think Singapore is that fun. Uh. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, um. So, your question was whether I think it will bring back the fun. Uh. Yeah. So okay, so if I recall right, during podcast one six five back in June twenty twenty one, um. I believe that what I, my perspective back then was like, okay, you know, we can do better than F1. Um, I think, you know, it has served its course. Mm. Um, maybe we can find something else, find something else that can also have global attention. But the more I thought about this today, right, mm. I was actually surprised with my own conclusion. Uh, is that I think, actually, yeah, I hope it gets renewed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. You?
1: You also? Um, I think, yeah, because June 2021
0: our COVID situation was very different, and I will admit that my the how I view Singapore handled COVID lah, right, the the basically the my my view of it went from quite optimistic in June I think, and now mm. I'm much more pessimistic about it lah. and I feel like mm. if we can just if we can just survive this this wave right, I'm very happy already lah. You know, I I don't have those those. Uh, I don't have those grandiose thoughts of Singaporeans can prove to do better than F1 and put ourselves <laughs> on the world map because that's, that's what we kept saying yeah, about, this. about COVID right that's what we kept saying that oh we were doing God. so well and then end up so with is no, it? KTV and then the cluster here cluster <laughs> there and then after that our not enough ICU base. I'm like okay la, we're not that great la. let's 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 just face <laughs> it la. if we can get back to where oh. we were before we should be very happy already, oh
1: fuck I mean the reason I'm laughing is because when I was thinking this I'm like oh shit is this is it just me? Did I just totally flip flop? But to hear you say no, maybe no, no. I, other people like that, Because uh, I totally get what you mean. Like in June, yeah. I was like, you know what? We got this, man. Yeah, we got F1, this. F1, you man. know what? Fuck it. We can do better. We can I don't know, bring bring like the, the Singapore Open, create a tennis where now I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah. it. I'm done. I'm fine with F1. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm fine. Bring it back. If there's some sort of template cookie cutter thing that we can do that yeah. will include concerts, yeah. mass gathering of people, something that is not the norm that it is right now. I'm done. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Last time I was, I think in June I was probably like,
0: oh foreign country don't want to come here. It's okay, never mind. Singapore, we're safe, we're happy, we're still going around everything. Yeah, that's now it's like, hey, please, please open up to us, our VTL. <laughs> so, we need to go for holiday, please, please. You know, I know we fucked up. We I know we fucked up, but take us back, please open your doors again.
1: <laughs> so yeah. this is this is like in June, you know, like like if, let's say if we you know, like when when you're single and dating in June, maybe you just finish like your F forty five six month challenge, you mm, got like a bit back, of abs, yeah. you got you got like, you know, fuck it, you know, I'm gonna yeah. find i want to find the person of my dreams and right? and then three yeah. months later, like maybe you break your leg. Yeah, you, and you then got you COVID, like you don't exercise. You don't exercise. Maybe you like feel just like Ugh. You just then, got, you got out of ICU that, and
0: then you feel like your body just got beaten up. And then you're like oh, Exactly. Please outdate anybody. Yeah, then, now. The,
1: <laughs> then your partner that you maybe you of, of four years who you broke up with who wanted to get back together, you're like, you know, eh, you know fuck it, fuck it back then. Yeah. Now you're like, hey, you up? You up, yeah, you yeah, up bro? Yos, you, you up, up yeah. gr- you up, you up, girl? Exactly, exactly.
0: Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm, no, just, I'm but, just seeing the rest of the, all on Instagram, everyone going on their VTLs and, and, you know, traveling around, what, Amsterdam, Germany, and enjoying themselves at and, and festivals and events and concerts. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, we are like here arguing about whether you can dine in, Dine in, in with your family In a hawker centre And things like that huh? Yeah Just like, one. Please I w- F1 oh. I will take you back Lately
1: I wonder how it was like F1 maybe because I'm guessing F1 like if you re- go on Reddit and all um, or like just general forums there are people yeah. who share the sentiment that maybe F1 needed Singapore more than Singapore needed F1 yeah. but I think that was yeah. posted a few months ago uh, you know so <laughs> so you can imagine back then Singapore telling F1 you know what guys you know we 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 had a nice ride together you know yeah. we learned a lot from each other we we became better but I think we should part ways uh. yeah. maybe maybe F1 was like huh really uh, yo I put in so much you know there's so much potential and then now Singapore goes back saying, um, "Guys, you know the last time feel <laughs> feel there's a lot that we can do like yeah, You know, yeah. It's, yeah. The the we are we are opening up the the VTLs. You know, people can come in. So I think we should reconsider f one. wow fuck! I yeah. wonder if, if that's really the dynamic, and if Isharan is the is one one of the people who are <laughs> facilitating that discussion. I would love to be part of it, man. Unless yeah. unless unless they were so they were so had so much like foresight." uh knowing that um okay maybe maybe they need people, maybe they need Singaporeans because they there was like I think I would go so far as to say that maybe in June if there was a poll across Singapore there will be a good amount of people who'd be like, you know what, we're done. Lah. You know, it's yeah. a traffic disruption. We've been to the concert and blah blah. Right, right. Maybe they, they saw, you know what, we're Singaporeans not on board. Let's try again at the end of the year. La. Let's mm. see how it goes. Yeah. Now I think fucking people have to vote. They'd be like, you know what, F1, F1, yes. Something that allows us to gather in groups, have some music. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they fucking didn't allow music in F and B. Mm. Right? Because right. people realize, oh shit, this is what we're missing. This yeah. is what we need. If there's any hint of an event that could bring some sort of music, some sort of uh, liveliness, it, it, yeah, we need it. We need yeah. it. And to think of something new. Yeah.
0: Because you, know, you think about it, uh, without if this Bloomberg delegates thing was never announced and caused such controversy, right? Mm. Maybe we still wouldn't even be able to dine out as a family, uh, You know what I mean? As mm. in as in that spurred uh, the the authorities to more closely look at what rules are being placed on, on the local population. Because uh, it would mm. seem so out of touch, so so easily condemnable if, if the Bloomberg delegates just walked in and then were eating in five, groups of five, and then locals mm. can't even eat out as a family. You know what I mean? And then because yeah. there was that timeline of November 16, they have to, they have to do this really. Then quickly, last week, that's why they quickly announced it. Like, right? So oh, so you think, you think so that all played a part? Huh? Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is that having the external pressure, the external deadline of like a F1, you know, needs to be held in Singapore at some point, will also spur them to like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, we got to make sure this whole thing, this whole COVID thing is controlled and all our systems are in place before then. Uh. You know what I mean? Because mm, mm. it seems like when it comes to their own, their own KPIs or that can, the, 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 they can shift like they can shift the timings and oh, you know, we need two more months, we need one more month, whatever like right? It keeps changing. Mm. But when it comes to these international events when there are very important people coming, then they get scared Then they don't dare to sh- keep shifting shit around like.
1: Mm and and maybe maybe also like um, I remember back then there was a lot of uncertainty about how large scale events are going to be run yeah. uh, bearing in mind covid la. but yeah. then since then there was the Olympics. And you know, Olympics for all the obstacles that the Japanese government and the Japanese Olympic Committee was facing and all the backlash they were getting, to their credit, they pulled off something quite uh, uh, incredible, right? And it looked great from the outsider's perspective. I don't know what Mm -hmm. the hell went down uh, behind closed doors, but from the outsider's perspective, it was like, oh shit, you can actually do this in times of COVID. And then you see all the international football games with the full stadiums. uh, And I think that inspires confidence amongst people outside of whatever country the event is being held at, oh, shit, this country seems to have their shit together, man. Yeah. And right now, Singapore, in the global eyes, I think don't look the best. Yeah. You know, we were just taken off the EU like safe travel list. Correct. Copenhagen has now reinstated quarantine for travelers arriving from Singapore. Maybe this is like, you know what, we need to fucking show the world that we can pull off something. Mm,
0: mm, correct, correct. It's like, a, mm. it's like a return to form like that, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, you say, it's ah, like, we you come know, out come out with a uh, you know, disappear into the gym for three months again and come out with a six Yeah, that's like, <laughs> <yeah>, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, This is like signing up. This is like going to the gym and signing up for the six month plan, you know, getting yeah. a personal trainer all, yeah, and like, yeah. you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my groove back, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: And even if we, you know, have very subdued like concerts and social distancing even in the concert, everything. But we're yeah. still gonna make them fucking awesome is all the bigger stars are gonna come down, they're gonna be in a bubble, they don't need quarantine and all that yeah. kind of stuff,
1: right? And if you think about the ticket sales, I guarantee you if ticket sales open up like in a month's time, you'll yeah. fucking fly off It'll the fly, shelves, yeah, man. Provided provided Provid- yeah. yeah, provided it's not exorbitant or something ridiculous. But if it was like how the prices were last time, I would fucking buy it, man.
0: Yeah, just to attend a concert and, and you know, be in, you know, throngs of people again, that right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one time we that a few months ago that we were invited onto the Jack and Ray uh live stream kind of on at nine pm in their guitar studio and we just sat there watching two people play live music. It was fucking amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. So to be able to be at a concert, holy shit!
0: And you think about it, uh, let's say you go to F one and you get you you know you you start falling sick straight away. They wheel you into the F one pit building. The facilities are all there for for your <laughs> yeah. for your to take care of you. Already. You can stay there for fourteen days quarantine. Yeah, you get a good view like, of the race or so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the... I think what we said last time, right? You know, Singapore needs to be in the mode, okay, circuit breaker mode, no circuit. Like one press of the button, flicker mm. on screen and, and things turn overnight. La. So if this happens the day after F1, boom, they they already got all the the, the blueprints for how to turn into a COVID center. La, yeah. A I, COVID I, care center. I mean, I do believe that there's something there.
0: Because, you know, in army, there's always that rumor that Lim Chukang, like if... If, uh, if Changi Airport ever gets bombed or anything mm. like that, uh, Lim Chukang, all the, somehow they'll be able to take down all the lampposts and then the road will mm. immediately, immediately become an like,
1: airport runway, uh, right? I've heard that about East Coast Parkway also, that one stretch with the wooden potted plants in the middle. I
0: oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, that makes sense. Uh. Easier to remove yeah, wooden yeah. potted plants than take down lamps. Uh. Yeah, true, yeah exactly. True. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. My, my point is that, that, you know, maybe it's cool that we have this kind of like, oh, you, you want. Or good times is it, okay, F1 party building. Then after that, shush, press one button, straight away becomes a new H-Hospital uh, elderly care facility. <laughs> <laughs> and vice yeah, versa, like- la, vice versa. So, you know, like, you know, the the elderly care facility at the HCB downstairs also, press one button,
1: it becomes like F1 party, party zone. Yeah, it's like that smart home. La, you know, with your app, you can turn on blue light, Correct. yellow light, oh, white yeah, light, yeah, red yeah. light. So everybody gets a notice, boom, okay, like bring on your different kind of attire yeah. and it just, it just, uh, uh, changes, changes over right. immediately. La. Yeah.
0: And then they can reward the healthcare workers by giving them F1 tickets, ah, right? I think- <laughs> <Yeah. Better> than, <laughs> for the I following mean, year, is it? Yeah, yeah. But better, the better, year. better than NDP, la, right? Better than NDP tickets. La.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd they, they, be, wow. be awesome. La. Wow. How, how things have changed ah, since like 60 episodes ago. Yeah. Where back then we were like, you know what? Fuck fuck the F one. We can do better. Yeah. We can do this. You know, it's just huh. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Times times have changed. I think I think it, I mean it's yeah, it's just the truth. Like nobody even really uh, you know listens to whatever the, the press conferences, MMTF press conferences say that much anymore. Right? Yeah they're just like ah oh, resigned resign to it already.
1: Yeah, exactly. Last uh, time I remember, I used to like try and watch the thing uh, in detail and, and maybe that is something that was going to be inevitable. Uh, it, re- it reaches a point where we also are just not so much focus on the changing policies and regulations, but trying to find some sense of normality or some sense of regularity in our own lives. Because last time Mm. I remember, it used to be, well, fuck, announcement this Friday. What did Lawrence Wong say? What did Gan Kim Yong say? What did Ong Yee Kang say? Uh, Now it's like, okay, oh, they said that. Okay, Uh, law. Okay, Yeah, Yeah.
0: ART test, take. uh, Okay, just take. uh, Every week, take. uh, Every Uh, day, take. Just uh, take. take, (laughs) No issue. But then,
1: the one thing I found interesting was that in the F1 subreddits or subreddits uh, uh, with with international uh, uh, commenters and all, they 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 actually see the Singaporean race as quite favorable. favourable. Favourable in what sense? As in, they said, you know, Monaco um, feels like okay, it's just like a rich man's playground. Mm. Uh, whereas Singapore is literally something that is a bustling city by day turned into a night race la. And I was actually surprised, like um, a lot of people, uh, and and I assume these are people from outside Singapore because of the way they they spoke about it like mm. And it's on a on a on a more gen, uh, general uh, Formula One thread. Yeah, it's. Reddit uh, slash uh, R slash Formula One with like 1.7 million Redditors. And there were certain threads uh, that said, oh yeah, they hope the Singapore uh, F1 continues. La. Mm. Yeah. That's all they yeah, said. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, of course, it's it's just probably a, a, a small segment of the entire Reddit community. But uh, I thought, yeah, well, what must it be like for people outside of Singapore watching the Singapore F1? La? Mm. Uh, I mean... For the people on the on that thread, they did say those who attended. They said it's not the best thing to attend as a participant. Uh, for the race, lah, the mm. concerts and all are cool. But if you want to attend something, the Sepang race in Malaysia is a lot better. But as a viewer on TV, it actually does look very impressive,
0: mm, I see, I see. But at yeah, the same time, I, talk, I've eh. I also heard that Singapore, the racetrack is just really hard to overtake, So it makes it kind of correct, a, correct, correct. a boring race where, yeah, la, it's from pole to you just, pole to end, lah,
1: right. Unless you're just waiting accident for happens. accidents uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. waiting for yeah but but interesting I, w- I wonder I wonder if like generally people's sentiments also have followed the same evolution as, as ours like, for the people who thought okay F1 not the best idea yeah yeah. now we're like yo man F1 works bro yeah. <laughs> take us back yo yeah take us back yo yeah. it's a low hanging fruit correct correct so yeah like, make us fun mm. again make Singapore yeah, make fun, us fun again, again. correct Make yeah. Singapore fun again.
0: Ah uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, speaking of uh how, how uh the international people are viewing Singapore, mm. uh the our next topic is also uh in relation to that lah, right? Or or how people uh uh have backpedal on their opinions lah, ah. Something. correct. Yes, that's right. right. That's right. I right. <laughs> yeah, see. We have no shame about saying that we backpedal on our opinions, lah, Right? We have no shame. Yeah, that's
1: right. Uh, no shame. Yeah. No shame. But yes, um, what is this topic? Uh, this topic is, I mean, over the past few months, I guess uh, there's been more and more news about uh, uh, Amos E, mm. the Singaporean who is currently uh, is in like in the U.S. on political asylum, um, being kind of charged with uh, possession of child porn um, and facing a total of eighteen charges. Uh, uh across the border like, and and um it, it's it's uh, he's being charged for yeah possession of child porn soliciting uh, uh a minor or sh- sending a nude text to um, a 14-year-old girl via WhatsApp and over the past few years like, there've been there've been articles coming up about how he's he's been making videos about how pedophilia is actually not that bad or the benefits of pedophilia and all that mm. so so yeah so Recently, there was a new there was an article I think October twenty first by Mothership saying that his embassy is currently facing eighteen charges la. Mm. Um And then more recently, uh, Law Minister Mugam posted something on Facebook, um, just kind of uh, drawing from a post on LinkedIn by a local lawyer Adrian Tan, yep. uh, which we will get to. But basically, the the main thing was that kind of talking about when. Amnesty was arrested or convicted by the Singapore government. Uh, the commentators from the West, the news outlets, the, like New Yorker, all were kind of saying, you know, like he, Singapore is is arresting him incorrectly or violating human rights law, and they were championing him as a as an intelligent youth, uh, who, in their words, might might be someone you want running your country. Uh, but then now, when he's in the US. And being arrested for charges of child porn. All the previous supporters in Singapore or abroad are all silent. La. Mm. Um and Shamogam ends his post with hypocrisy hypocrisy has many shades. Mm.
0: That's right, that's right.
1: Yeah. So, I mean it was it was interesting la, because I kind of lost track about the trajectory uh for better or worse of Amos Yee since that incident in 2015. Mm. Um but yeah, like what was your thoughts when so which one do you see first? The charges, the post by Adrian Tan or the post by Shamugam?
0: Uh the post by Shamugam. Although I don't uh, I, I have been following Adrian Tan's post. I think he he's been writing uh, a lot of interesting um little nuggets about Singapore's history and interesting things about uh from the perspective of uh, you know, a lawyer and, and uh so who
1: exactly is is Adrian Tan? He is the writer Publicism. and
0: creator of the teenage textbook, which was a very you know a very uh, best selling novel uh, about mm. about growing up about you know growing up in Singapore school and 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 you know it got made into a movie and, and I think also a stage play and things like that. Uh, mm. So yeah, I mean he and now he's a very he's a you know he's a very successful practicing lawyer who also uh, champions a lot of. Um, a lot of uh media law and, and laws to help freelancers in the mm. in the creative field as well. So yeah, he's a, he's a sort of a personality in the in the art scene uh, and very well respected. So he's also been writing a lot. Uh, I think primarily on LinkedIn and Facebook uh, about history of Singapore and various interesting nuggets uh.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean, just just now I mentioned the the history of Imosy. So just at a very high level, March twenty fifth was when he uploaded the video criticizing Li Kuan Yu. I think that was a few days after. What year Lee was that Yew passed Twenty fifteen. March twenty fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then by May twenty fifteen, he was uh guilty, found guilty in courts, and sentenced to a jail term of four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he appealed uh, against the court conviction and sentence. Uh, then he was imprisoned. There was a lot of criticism from uh, human rights organizations like Amnesty International, who they said uh, uh, was Immercy uh, was a prisoner of conscience. Mm. And then in December 2016, he f- uh, fled to the US just before his call up for national service. Mm. And then by 2017 March, he was granted as uh, political asylum. Mm. Um, the, and and this was by a Chicago immigration court. This and it was despite the general. Uh, request being opposed by the US government. Mm. Then he was held in immigration and by November 2017, uh, the same year he got political asylum, he was getting death threats for allegedly supporting pedophilia in his videos and blog posts. Mm. In in 2018, his YouTube channel was shut down, his Twitter account was suspended, uh, his Patreon account was shut down and by the end of the year, his WordPress, Facebook pages were shut down. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So the trial now the sentencing is all based on charges that were happening uh, around that time. Mm. But then then for okay so Adrian Tan's post uh, which is public uh, people can see it on LinkedIn uh, he posted it 3 days ago. He he was the first one who incepted the idea that uh, okay when he was posting stuff in Singapore that was deemed uh, offensive and uh, almost sed- uh, seditious the entire west uh, kind of lashed Singapore for you know like suppressing free speech free speech and and violating human rights so his whole point is that now that he is also practicing what he believes imerzi uh, is practicing what he believes is free speech talking about yeah you know, um pedophilia and and stuff like that and he's getting charged why are the same people not coming out to say that oh the us is suppressing free speech mm, mm, mm. right did i miss out anything is that is that the, the gist of what what he was uh Covering,
0: um, yeah, I, I think if anything, I would just add that uh, he was uh, Imusy was also represented in the U.S. by uh, a very prominent critic of the the you know Singaporean Singapore's authoritarian regime as well. That uh, right? Um, Which was who? Uh? that that lawyer who was on Joe Rogan's. Uh, oh,
1: Melanie Chen. Ma- is, is
0: it? About, uh, I can't remember. Uh, what what her name was? Melissa Chen. Ma- Melissa, Melissa Chen. Chen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Melissa, Melissa Chen. Chen. So she, she's not a
1: lawyer. She's a journalist and oh, activist. Oh, yeah,
0: activist. Yeah, so initially yeah. she was championing Amazee's cause and helping him with his paperwork and all that to get asylum mm. But Over time, she actually came out and said that there was a huge mistake on her part and and Z was is not someone that she associates with anymore. La. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh I mean, it's kind of telling because Amos, I, th- I think throughout the process of um, you know, people trying to step forward and help him or counsel him, uh, a lot of times he's turned around and 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 you know, uh, bit them in the back uh, or stab them in the back or or, or or even accuse them of molesting him or some shit like that, like, I Remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, correct, correct. So it was just uh, I mean, he's just not a very savory character in that sense. Uh, he, mm. he bites the hands that, that 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 are trying to help him, you know, as well. Um, so, but so, I think a lot of activists uh, saw it as a larger thing, that like, It's not just about Amos Yee the person. It was more about uh, the concept of you know being able to speak freely in, in Singapore and 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 say what's on your mind, even if it's slightly upsetting to the
1: to the incumbent government and all, uh. Yeah. So what what did you think of I don't know Adrian Tan's post or Shamugam's post? I mean, uh, initially when Shamugam
0: was sort of. Uh, harping on it. And I think Kirsten Han also on Twitter or what also came out and said, really, can you compare what Amos did, you know, what he said about Lee Kuan Yew or what that, can you really compare that to pedophilia, la, right? Because the concept is that, um, the idea is that in Singapore, we are so harsh about about free speech. I mean, we we, we, we clamp down so hard uh, on, on uh, so-called... Uh, no, not free speech free speech but we clamp down on on views that we find uh you know that wound or religious feelings and things like that right uh and mm. these kinds of laws are unheard of in the. US la. so mm, naturally mm. when when ABC is charged for wounding say wounding religious feelings um you know a lot more liberal democracies in the West would like hey what the hell man this is terrible this is a it's a travesty. It's you know it's, it's it's just this really articulate young kid trying to try one thing to speak his mind. And how come, you know, you know he's and now he's uh, being persecuted and he's even though he's a minor and stuff like that, lah. Um, so so she's saying that that is completely uh, is not comparable to to what Emerson later was found guilty of, lah, Which is uh, you know, uh, I mean. Talking about pedophilia, spreading pedophilia, pedophilic um, messages, and and even you know soliciting uh, nudes from a fourteen year old girl and things like that, la, right? So, mm. so he he committed a crime, la, Whether uh, it will be a crime whether you are in the US or in Singapore, in that sense, is mm. a crime, la. So uh, I I thought that made sense. I thought that yeah, you know, I think Shamuka is sort of uh, conflating two issues. Adrian Tan as well, I think, is conflating two issues and and. And yeah. Making a fuss about it. La. So
1: that, that was my initial thought. Uh, how about you? Yeah. I mean that is still my thought. Mm. It's like um because I'm trying to find info on, on Amos Yee's uh charges and basically what I find is that um yeah like he's charged uh for soliciting a child possessing child pornography and grooming mm. uh, amongst those 18 charges yeah i think i don't know whether he's being charged for his pedophilic sentiments mm. um or his sentiments towards pedophilia and the content he created but it feels like that is that's that's a crime la you know that there, there's a there's a law against that and it feels less subjective than say a commentary piece that yeah that has Controversial language and all, so that's why when I read Adrian Tan's post and I read Shamogan's post, I'm like, wait, uh, am I missing something? It it does sound like two different things, and I I haven't I haven't uh, evolved. I mean, not say so evolve. I haven't changed my mind past that based on what I've read, Like But it sounds like you have.
0: Um, no, I tried to think of it. I mean, we where Adrian Tan and and uh, Shamogan are both uh, lawyers, right? So yeah, I think if you if you really think about it in that way, uh, where where regardless of whether or not um, we agree with a law right, a law in Singapore regardless of whether or not we agree with it the law is the law right so mm. it is what it is what it is now and the US is its own set of laws when you go to the. US you can't say that you know I come from a different country I don't I don't want to respect your laws a law is a law that right in the country that you're in so mm. in some sense what Let's take away the idea of of, of that is Amasya or whatever lah. Basically, what has happened is that Amasya broke a law in Singapore, right? Wounding yeah. re, re, wounding religious feelings. Whether or not you agree with the law lah, right? We just yeah. we just look at it as from a very very high level. mercy someone broke a law in Singapore, you know, and then and then uh, the West started jumping all over it. You know, and saying that he's a hero, he's just trying to, you know, speak up against unjust law and everything and all that, right? Mm. And then he's, then this same person went to the US and he broke the law in the US, right? Mm. So he broke, I mean, regardless of what the law is, the law was broken as well, right? And so yeah. the idea is that how come now they are jumping to his defense saying, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, he he's a, he's a martyr, he, he's speaking up, he's trying to speak up against a very unjust law and things like that. Lah. Um, because, I mean, I, I guess there isn't an even more liberal place in the world that says pedophilia should be acceptable, lah, right? But, hmm. but let's imagine if there was a, a United States of the, a, a, a United continents of the world, some liberal utopia where pedophilia is allowed, right? And then, then they would be criticizing you as saying, hey, you know, America, you you guys are like clamping down on his free speech and his right to to, to do whatever he wants, that's terrible, you know? Mm. So so in that sense, I can get where Shamugam and, and Tan are coming from. La. In the sense that what they're saying is that bo in Singapore we our law has I mean deemed that this person has broken the law and he deserves to be, you know, punished. La. But why are you mm. harping so much on on? on us being a terrible country and, and that, that he's a hero and everything. And then now mm. that he's broken a law in your country, uh, you know, nobody's, nobody's uh, you know, speaking on his behalf or, or hailing him as a hero and everything. Lah.
1: But then, I mean, so so I, I get the law thing, but w- what I don't get for Shamugam uh, when he says, you know, okay, literally, what is what he said in his post, right? Mm. Um, he quoted certain things about... Um, he, the Human Rights Watch said that Singapore government has gone to extraordinary lengths to restrict his free free expression of rights. Um, the New Yorker said Amos is exactly the kind of person you would one day want, maybe even running your country. Donald Lowe said that Amos, he exemplifies all the qualities we want to teach our children. Um, and then he goes on to say, what has happened now? In the US, he has been banned from social media, not a squeak from his supporters. He's under arrest for solicitation and possession of child pornography. Again, not a squeak from his supporters. Human Rights Watch. Where is your statement defending his rights? So to me, how does that make sense? He has been charged with child pornography. Mm. So so there's one thing about... Uh, yeah, in Singapore, there were people who were jumping to defend him, which I also... like. I reread the New Yorker article and it's fucking ridiculous. Like I don't know even whether the writer has been to Singapore. This was the article back then. But... Now what what is he saying that just because you his supporters don't come out and say you know I I want to defend Imercy's, uh right to what solicit or possess child pornography that makes them hypocrites which I think is ridiculous lah. That like it it doesn't mean that just because you support someone who for what what he or she was doing back um um like 5 years ago you have to support everything that that person does going ahead in future. Right?
0: Correct correct. So in some sense he's also saying that uh, Amos E. broke the law in Singapore. He did something that, that uh, you know, whatever you want to say, like, we voted the PAP into power. I mean, Singapore voted the PAP into power and they set the laws and things like that, like, right? Mm. So why do they, he broke the law, why is that extrapolated to to statements like, Amos E. exemplifies the qualities we want to teach our children and Amos E. has all the traits that we want one of our youth, and maybe even one day be the person running the country, like right? Mm. So, so he's saying that kind of rhetoric uh, is also an extrapolation of 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 uh, of AMC just breaking the law and and in, in, in Singapore, lah. And it's a very it's a very almost an exaggeration. Almost a you 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 inflate Imusy the idea of Imusy into this this very big balloon that that. That makes that is meant to make Singapore look very embarrassed, right? So, mm. in some sense, I think he's also speaking up against not not so much. I mean, nobody, no, none of us are, are like for pedophilia or trying to protect pedophilia as a as a free free yeah. right or anything like that. But what I mm. what I get the sense that both he and Adrian Tan are saying is that, um, you know, it's it, it, at the end of the day, this person has broken a law in a sovereign country and all that. Why is it that all this media from another country is coming in and, you know, basically defying this guy and making him like a like a, a martyr, a hero, you see? When he's done something mm. that is offensive to 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 the people of the country or deemed to be offensive to people of the country. Right?
1: But there's one thing about offensive to people versus like um uh uh like child like soliciting Uh, child pornography or possessing child pornography of course but but we can also acknowledge that
0: laws also can evolve over time right and who knows who knows 100 years from now 200 years from now I don't know whatever people will be saying oh my god these two dinosaurs talking about pedophilia like it's a it's a bad thing like that when it's like you know completely you know our laws have allowed it or something like that let's say let's just say there's this dark dystopian future that's like that right Mm. But yeah. it's still, so 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 the law by then would would have evolved to to say something different. Like, and laws change over time, like right? You know, there even in our, our recent history, we change a lot of laws and everything, or be, uh, yeah. due to human rights and all these things, like, right? So, I yeah. think the, the 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 basic concept that that Adrian Tan and 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 uh, Shamugam are both arguing is that a law was broken in the country, and then mm. uh, the country was vilified for 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 basically. You know, using everything that is legally within his right to, to punish someone for that law, la, right? And yeah. then why? Then then it was vilified. so a law. Then now a law also was broken in the U.S., but nobody is like vilifying the country for for what the guy, the guy, uh, for for that la, for the country, uh, imposing its 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 punishments on that person, la.
1: Yeah, but but again, like I I still, um, for for me the. It also not all laws are the same, right? Of course, of course. Like, but I mean yeah, you so, have to so, you have
0: to agree with what I'm saying. Like a law was broken here and a law was broken there, yeah. like, right. So Yeah, I that I agree. So okay, that let's I say agree. let's say if it wasn't if it wasn't paedophilia, like, right. Uh yeah. let's, I mean, say, let's, so, let's say let's say, say Mercy, the drugs, like, uh, the No, drugs. let's say no. No, even more more even more benign than that. Let's say it was Amersi drank alcohol before he turned twenty-one, right? Which mm. we know is against the law in the US, like alcohol have consuming alcohol before he turned twenty one, like right. Yeah. Then, if he went to jail for that, then, uh, you know, if if Singapore media were just to go nuts about it and go crazy about it, that's also like, uh, what? I mean, what what would you think in that instance? Uh?
1: no, because uh, you're saying because we have the like, um, like your question is what again? If Singapore media no, went I say,
0: crazy let's for, say, yeah, it us say the law that he broke, or something yeah. much more benign, right? Like like drinking before he's twenty one. Mm. And then and then, you know, Singapore started making a huge ruckus about it, Like uh like you know, oh the embassy is just exercising his right to to have a good time and in the US and things like that. It's it's mm-hmm. terrible that the US is 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 imposing this on him. It's, in Singapore we can all drink when we're eighteen and above and, and you know, it's terrible in the US, the human rights like you don't have the mm-hmm. right to drink alcohol before you're twenty one. What will you say about the mm-hmm. Singapore media in that sense? In that for that,
1: then I would think it's dumb for them to say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not disagreeing that I think what uh, the West was saying about Amos was dumb back then. You know, like champion Ching, championing him as a hero, as someone who could potentially run a con- run the country and all. Mm. Because that is extrapolating and seeing things from a very... You're almost picking only his strong points. Like we're yeah. not acknowledging the fact that he did some fucked up shit. Like. Yeah. But by the same account, I think what Chamugam and Adrian Tan are saying now is also extrapolating um uh in a way that is is just almost uh skewing or, or pick, cherry picking what they want like. because i get how the, the both countries he broke a law mm. but the law for pedophilia or child porn um it's it's something that it, it's it's almost like most countries if not all have laws against that Like when it comes to speech that feels like there's a lot more variation and I think those are two very different things. That's why when they say uh like like Shamugam's comments like, about his supporters, why are they so silent now? What mm. the fuck you expect them to say? No, so your so that's is, what I was pointing out, was that your sentiment mm. that you would
0: think that the Singapore media is so dumb for jumping on that is the exp- sentiment that that Adrian Tan and Shamugam are expressing now. Is that they were they were they were harping on something that is, is just it's just part of our social fabric. It's just a law in Singapore that we that we respect. That's our way of of running a country. We respect yeah. multi racial, multi religion. We in we invoke the law to protect the religious feelings of people, and mm. and that's why it was very dumb la, for the for the for the Western media to like jump all over this and make Amosy like a hero, just because he broke the law in Singapore la. mm. Yeah. So so that's my point. I mean. Okay, I mean, granted, la, I'm sure. I'm very, very sure there is uh there is animosity between Shamugam and a lot of the the activists that are, are yeah. mentioned, like Kirsten Han and PJ Tum and all of them, la, And he may have added added more salt and pepper to it, lah. But but because Adrian Tan, um, as far as I can tell, lah, you know, he, he's a, he's not a politician, you all. He's is much more. I think uh, he, he's when he writes he's generally quite nuanced about about some of these things and he sees things from from mm. you know a lot of different perspectives and he's not trying to push an agenda to become a politician uh, yeah so, so I, yeah so I think he again, that's yeah. why it, it made me think a bit more okay what exactly that we're, we're trying to argue here I don't think they're trying to argue that that you know that pedophilia is the same as as, as uh wounding someone's religious feelings lah. but by they're trying to say that when a when a law is broken in our country and then another country just comes and starts making a lot of noise about it it's very it's a bit hypocritical that when the law is broken in their country, everyone no one talks about it. Everyone just sweeps it under the carpet, lah.
1: No, I think I think I realize where where my issue with uh what their statements are. Because I think um the the thing about uh the the when, when one country talks about the way another country conducts a law or punishes a law, I think if that country also has similar laws that maybe have different punitive measures, then I think it's it's reasonable and, and in the sense like, let's say for drugs, right? Mm. We ourselves have criticized the penalty in Singapore mm. uh, for what happens to drug traffickers versus other countries and likewise, um, other countries have talked about uh, Singapore's penalties like, and I think mm. because both countries, uh, there's almost like an easier comparison that um, there is uh, drug trafficking in both countries and what are the differences in measures mm. and the reason I bring that up is because I think the thing that sticks out for me or rouses me the wrong way uh, for Shamugam and Adrian Tan's post is the fact that the the child pon, uh, soliciting child porn is part of the argument. Because, for example, right, when Adrian Tan says, um, when Yi went to the West, mm. he indulged in free speech and was banned on social media. No human rights groups or mainstream media denounced the ban as censorship, even though Yi was doing the same thing he did in Singapore, using free speech to provoke. Mm. I 100% agree with that. Mm. And if the whole argument was just based on that, that to me is a big comparison. That is very hypocritical of the West. Mm. Because he spoke out in Singapore, and he was jailed. But when he spoke out against something that, in some way, was exercising his right to free speech, he Mm. got banned off social media. So that, I think, that is hypocritical. Mm. But... I think what throws me off is when they also bring in stuff about his jail term because his jail term by what I can find is tied to his child pornography uh, offenses like which which is kind of like then is no longer he he did not do anything with with regards to child porn in Singapore so then I feel if you bring that into the argument mm. then then you then that's where i I feel a little uh it, wait what exactly are they talking about and then of course Shamugam adding salt and pepper saying hey his supporters now why aren't you speaking about his rights when he's being jailed for child porn that's also like mean, huh are you just twisting mm. twisting the the reality of the situation no like, but so they never is, but is to
0: be fair they never really I think like what you say they are focusing more on the 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 ban on AMC, what what he was trying to say and less about the the child porn kind of thing and how and and, and more uh, about the media coverage about his arrest rather than specifically uh, uh, no, there. in
1: Adrian Tan's post, he says uh, after Yi's release, he gained mm. political asylum in the U.S. Yet Yi broadcasted more free speech this time about pedophilia. He's now languishing in jail on child pornography charges. This time, there is no international outcry. Yeah. So he literally says that after his jail in child pornography charges. If he said that after the other paragraph where talking about his ban uh, of social media platforms, which no, is, but he said he's uh, now
0: languishing in jail
1: on child pornography charges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all, that's this all time he's this There like. is no international outcry. That's but why, what he's saying. The, he's not why would saying... there be international? why would there be international outcry if uh he's languishing on in jail on child pornography charges? Child pornography is an offence, what?
0: No, yeah, yeah. The he's international not... outcry, I think he's I mean Kayla, like, you can cut it both ways, but I think he's just basically stating that um, you know, like, he broadcasted more free speech about pedophilia. And yeah, la, he just and now he's in jail, la. you know, it shows that he's he's but he's is he in he's in jail because he's I mean he's taken something that he keeps talking about and and even acted on it as well, la, and
1: committed even uh, a crime. But is he in jail because of his content about pedophilia or the fact that he was soliciting from a minor or possessing child porn? Because that's like saying I spoke about drugs and then now I'm in jail because I have I, I have drugs. It's two different things, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Uh I, I think that the, he, they're saying that he's just pointing out that there's no uh, international outcry about, hey, how come now our, you know, this, this, uh, pre- previously, what was a, de- a defender of of free speech and everything. Why is he, uh, there's, there aren't even any articles about, hey, how come now he's en- he's in jail or anything like that? Did we make a mistake and anything like, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so,
1: that, that I also think uh is it is a good point yeah. because if you read the New Yorker article, now it, it really is like like literally the guy ends off with that like that um if anything, he has all the hallmarks of a green and thriving mind. He is exactly the kind of person you would one day want reviewing your books, making your movies, maybe even Correct. running your country. Correct. And if people like Imersi end up at the custodians of our profession, the future of countries like Singapore can be brighter than their past. Yeah. You read that, you're like, what the fuck are you talking Correct. about? Yeah, yeah. So so th- I mean yeah. that's where
0: I Because it was also both Adrian Tan and I mean Shamugam you know, yeah like granted, like I think definitely he's a politician. He has an agenda, fine. But because Adrian Tan was writing this, I I decided I was trying to think a bit more about it from that angle where it's not so much about what what law exactly did he break and all that. We just if we just accept okay, yeah, a law was broken in country A and then country B makes Mm. a lot of noise about it. Then a law was a lo- then the guy goes to country B and breaks the law there. And how come those country B the media is not making noise about the guy? Uh you know, not making noise about the guy. Or uh, even not breaking a law, but let's say you're yeah, like like being banned from social media and and, and you mm. know, being not being able to exercise his right to free speech and all that Yeah. So, so I
1: think if it ended there, yeah. I would be totally on board uh with Shamugam and Adrian Tan if it ended there. What yeah. I feel is unfair on their part, they are almost doing the same thing that the New Yorker did in 2015, 2016. You take one piece and you fucking extrapolate mm. So that's where I, I don't I I I feel like, huh, what they're saying? Like, I really tried okay, the one thing is the comments on both their posts are quite interesting because mm. you get a lot of people challenging them. And yes. to Adrian Tan's credit, he is um replying. La, yeah. And and sharing his thoughts and and yeah, it's just an interesting read la. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, that's where I, I feel this is
0: a very interesting thought exercise as well for anyone because I, my, my, I also sort of changed my mind a little bit over time, mm. la, right? And mm. the, again, I'm not trying to defend pedophilia or anything like that. La. But the, the mm. truth is that, you know, like the West, a lot of times, okay, don't, don't even talk about Ema right? But let's say mm. climate change, you know, they... You know the they now they are the ones that going around saying that every country you know oh you know developing countries need to follow you know climate uh, we we're in a we have a global problem now developing countries you guys need to um, mm-hmm. not you guys need to stop using fossil fuels you guys need to stop you know um, digging out oil wells and everything like right because we all mm. have this global problem Uh but ultimately you know who has been enjoying the fruits of all this, of, 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 of all these uh, mm. exploiting, exploiting the, the, the climate, exploiting the earth's resources for the last 200 years of the industrial revolution. Mm. And then mm-hmm. putting them at a place where they can look down at developing countries and say that, lah, right? It's all this, yeah. a lot of countries and a lot of them happen to be in the West, lah, right? Mm. Um, and, and, and it's for now, and then now, Telling developing countries to stop exploiting your natural resources, stop doing all these things, you know, that will cause the earth problems, cause this global climate change, that almost is like putting a dent in another country's uh, economic growth as well, like. And uh, yeah. not, again, not saying that economic growth is the most important and only thing that we we should look forward to as human beings, but if you are a developing country, you would you would see things very differently, like, right? You'll be thinking mm. like, why the hell this country? You know, you all have been doing this for the last two hundred years, and now suddenly you tell me I cannot do anything, I cannot do anything. You know, yeah. It's yeah also, yeah. the same I think would also go for certain things about like I mean, you know, like I don't know, forget your know, slavery in America and everything. When when was that? Mm. When was that solved as an issue? I mean, it's not still not solved. In fact, racism is still such a big issue there and all that, right? But them going yeah. around telling everybody else that how how free speech and everything is very important in in your country and, and these these guys are champions of of free speech. That 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 to me is is a is a, the bigger argument as well that
1: Adrian Tan is trying to make too la. Oh yeah. La. So so I think Adrian Tan, to his credit, he did he focused more on the institutions and the publications and I think that that is true. I am definitely someone who um has a chip on my um, on his shoulder about the way the West speaks about the East. Mm. It's fucking like and, and I know West is a generalization, but that New Yorker article, um, over these past 230 plus episodes, we have also spoken about articles and maybe talk about the situation in Singapore with regards to COVID. Uh just using slivers of data which paint us in not the best light. Yeah. So I think I think yeah, like Adrian Tan's post focus on more the the media groups like whereas Shamugam, yeah, la, he just that that last line la, about the supporters kind of thing, then I'm like, eh, what the fuck? La? Like, uh, he uh, that 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 to me and and uh, the including of, of child porn and equating that with the offensive speech in Singapore, that to me threw the whole things off, threw all know and made it more about him trying to 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 point out that, hey, you know, you guys supported uh a pedophile. La. Yeah. But then you could even say that about, I don't know, like um uh, there are many leaders, uh, leaders of industries or titans of industry that have been exposed about what they actually do behind closed doors. Yep. So just because you were supporting them in the past, does it make you a hypocrite if they turn out to be, I don't know, a fucking uh, like Bill Cosby? Yeah. Does it make you a hypocrite? Yeah. So so I think it's, it's definitely worthwhile thinking. And... I think there is some humor out of it also, and, and I meant humor not because of the topic, but because on Adrian Tan's post, he he posted on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So I found it so fucking hilarious that people are getting really heated in the speech and they're saying some stuff which you look at you like, wait, what the hell are they saying? And then you see they're VP of some creative agency or something because all their all their job titles are there, right? So I, I always wonder, like, what people. Well, how how come people are having these sort of conversations on on LinkedIn? I thought LinkedIn was just like a for flexing only.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. So I I yeah. I mean uh, uh I guess if anything is everyone do take a look at the posts, both posts by right? Tan hmm. and Shambuga, man, and and you know, sort of also understand where each of them are coming from and if, if there's any agendas that they're trying to push or people that they're trying to you know, attack as well. And then and, and you understand why they say certain things like and, uh, I think what Harish and I were just having here is just a, a bit more nuanced discussion about about uh, about it as well because actually I mm. mean to be honest the, the I, I also think you cannot equate the child pornography charges to to whatever he did in Singapore like, wounding religious feelings completely like mm. you know different uh, different ends of the spectrum uh, in terms of like uh, actual harm done to people right uh, mm, mm, mm. but but uh, but at the same there time, there is a bigger question yeah. about the laws. There like, is a bigger uh, question that, that as a lawyer, especially you know, you would you would you would solve like huh you know now you got your just desserts basically you know this guy comes to your country and and you know he breaks the law so how come like the media doesn't jump all over it already lah, you know so so so, mm, so mm, coming mm, from mm. that angle I can see where, why lawyers are all like uh, smirking and laughing at everyone lah. but but again again uh it's not fully representative of of either
1: Harish or my views about, about this topic mm. as well. We're just trying to see it from that angle. Yeah. And I mean, even between us, you can see we have different thoughts on it. So it's definitely not clear-cut. Yeah. Um. But that's why, in fact, this feels more like the serious topic compared to the F1s. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes.
1: But... uh. <laughs> right. We started with F1, uh, like, yeah. they felt but like... Speaking like which, just,
0: this week, there was this uh, yeah. video that went viral featuring from 2012, right? That you yeah. shared... Like, like, like yeah, yeah. I think we'll put a post as, uh, at some point somewhere. La, but it was just a great video. Basically, uh, it had Amos Stephen Lim, uh, Naomi Nio, uh, D. Kosh, all in the same video that was done to promote some new Popeye's chicken flavor. Yeah. Mm. And that was, like, just amazing to watch. Because like, cause that was, like, 10 years ago, you know?
1: Yeah, it did not age well. It, it did not age, age well. well. And I mean, like, D. Kosh was carrying a baby
0: a baby inside the video and people making comments about that. Uh, you know, Stephen Lim hadn't, he hadn't fought an MMA fight and you know, where, where someone died and things like that. Yeah.
1: And at first, um, uh, I, I thought it was just okay like it's already, but even Asia One wrote an article about it and maybe it was a slow news day for them also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Naomi New was
0: like, 16 years old. And then Ibersi was like trying yeah, to... This he see a 14-year-old kid was trying to hit on her. And uh, and then, you know, the irony la, that now, you know, he's in jail because he sent news to a 14-year-old girl, right? Yes, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah. It was yeah, man. As goofy as it gets. La. Cool. But yeah.
1: Cool, cool, cool. That was an interesting discussion. So, yes. What is your one short comment? Uh... My one short comment is actually uh, a recommendation for a podcast episode uh, on the show by Mark Maron called WTF with Mark mm. Maron. It was posted by I Am The Albino Ape uh, on our subreddit. Yep. Um, and it was just referencing a podcast episode called Cancel Comedy with two guests on Mark Maron's podcast. And Mark Maron, he's he's I think one of the OGs of um, podcasting also. I mean, this is episode 1,278. Um, he also has long-form conversations, uh, and it's he, great. Like, I've listened to a few episodes, and he gets some really high-profile guests, but this episode uh, uh, is apparently about cancel culture, and according to the Redditor, they, they said that there's some very interesting thoughts about the whole Dave Chappelle controversy and whatnot. So, mm. I haven't listened to it yet, but um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm always on the lookout for good podcast recommendations because... I always feel like okay, I've I've discovered all the podcasts I need to discover, mm. and I will admit there is some inertia for me to try new podcasts because I already have a few that I really like. Mm. But every once in a while, I come across a new one that someone recommends, and I'm like, oh shit! Like I think a few episodes ago, I mentioned the journal, and I fucking love the journal, man. So mm. so I'm definitely gonna give this uh, uh a shot. So thanks, man.
0: Yeah, this is, this yeah. is awesome to get re- recommendations. And and
1: what's what was your one shock thing? Uh,
0: it's uh, off the thread from our previous podcast uh, when we talked about another very serious issue, which was Kendall Jenner's uh, dress at her BFF's wedding. Um, mm. Majestic Emergency Aid pointed out uh, failure in our on our part to do proper research. La. Basically, he, mm. he has told us that during the actual ceremony, Kendall Jenner was the bridesmaid and actually wore a blue dress together with the other bridesmaids. Do Google it. Mm. She looks very elegant and it's not inappropriate. So, the inappropriate outfit was that she wore was what she wore to the after party.
1: But didn't we, didn't we also say that that could be the case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, you yeah, mean yeah. at but that we, point in time, it was public knowledge and
0: we did not discover yeah, it? Yeah, our research, it basically, it went past us in our research. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, like, there's literally, he provided a link to a video at the club where Kendall Jenner is there and she's wearing that dress, lah. So so, it's I a. See. She wore it to a club. She didn't wear it to the the wedding ceremony itself, lah. Uh, so so he he's telling us to just Google it, la, And we need to do our research. Do, do better, la. La. Do better research, do, la. to, <laughs> If you better. go to talk about Kendall Jenner's dress, right, you got to do the proper research. But but I mean, in, in all seriousness, he, he says that he's not he's not calling us out. He's just saying that uh, uh he's just curious where the misogynistic line is drawn as as. You know because it's two dudes talking about what what women are wearing to a wedding and whether it's inappropriate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and he just wants to shout out to Yalabad for doing such a great job, other than the researching Kendall Jenner's dress part. La, that, I think we failed badly, but uh, yeah, so, there's only that much of research on Kendall Jenner's, Jenner's dress I can do, yeah, without, we really without like try, feeling it. weird about it, la,
1: you know, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> like to. To tell my girlfriend also, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I have all these pictures on Candle Jenner on, on my on my desktop because I'm doing research for the podcast. Yeah, there's only so much uh, that I can push that push that line. Yeah, like. yeah. And then
0: after that, we found a Candle Jenner wormhole and everything. Yeah, right? this,
1: images. <laughs> yeah. You click
0: images. That's it, really.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the comment does sound like it was like a a part a knock on the knuckles, while also a lot of high fives, la. Yeah, yeah,
0: high fives. Right. But also pointing out that maybe the media also. Was was a bit sensationalistic about it, lah. You know, of I am yeah, literally yeah, googling correct, correct. like Kendall Jenner, and then the photo of her wearing the dress comes up, and it's very clear she's in the club, you know.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah, it's very clear she's like. Dancing but but in I mean, it club, started yeah. off Twitter, lah, right? Like it wasn't the yeah. media media per se. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. the 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 Twitter, la. Yeah yeah correct correct. correct. So I guess that's the learning point, like, on Twitter, right? Twitter yeah, always gonna yeah. gonna take tweets with yeah. a pinch of salt, man.
0: I'll post. uh in the uh, in you know for the sake of providing more well-rounded research, I'll post more photos of Kendall Jenner at the club. Yeah, I think
1: after this, this, I will have to do research. uh, Yeah, research also. (laughs) Research Kendall Jenner. Yeah. uh, uh, Thanks, thanks. And I I will reference the Reddit comment when I talk to my girlfriend. I'll be like, yo, I got some feedback from the listener. (laughs) I really need to read up more uh, about Kendall Jenner. That's your punishment. Uh, Yeah, that's my punishment. uh. But, yelah. So, now, what is your one-shock thing? my one short thing is um this collaboration between uh mythical entertainment which is mm. the the media company by by YouTube uh, by the red and linkler mm. who run the you know great mythical morning YouTube show mm. um, the collaboration between them and this company that is, I don't know, it's it's a weird company. It's termed uh, a Brooklyn-based pop culture buzz generator, MSCHF. Have Mm. I told you about MSCHF before? Sounds familiar. Have I told you about? Sounds familiar. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a play on the word mischief. And basically, it's these young kids who came together and they just do, like, drops every two weeks. But they don't drop sneakers or T-shirts. They just drop, like, products that are so ingenious... That play so much on pop culture that they blow my mind. Like, and this was drop number sixty-one. And what it is, right, is this, this line of potato chips called illegally illegal chips. Mm. And the whole premise is that it is flavored um with things that you would never be able to flavor potato chips with, but it's all artificial flavors. Like. So there's the horse, um, horse meat uh flavoured chips, mm. fugu poison blowfish chips. And the Casu Marzu, which is a cheese that is grown in Italy, that with maggots, la. So this is a. Uh, so the, the, these are like jokes, lah, right? It's just the packaging. Yeah, they're jokes. It's just the packaging. Yeah, no, as in, I think they are actual chips, uh. right? They're actual chips, and I mean, based on what I read, it is actually a uh, flavored, like oh, It is artificial okay. flavor. So, so one thing that M S C H F does, if you go to their website, is they're, they're fucking genius, la. and there have been quite a few articles written about them, Like You can't really package them into a company, but. They do shit that is so smart um, that that it, it, I've I've always been a fan of them. Like, like one thing they they did was the, the Jesus uh, sneakers, I think. Mm, mm. I think that you came across also, the right? The one
0: with water in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. want the Jesus shoes. Yeah yeah yep.
1: So that was drop number seven. So if you go to their website, they just have like a timeline and a countdown to all their drops. Lah. So this mm. was done in collaboration, and everything they do has kind of like a social message behind it. So in this case, um, the message their statement is that the distinction between food animals and non-food animals is a social construction mm. prohibitions create desire artificial flavoring is the future our path to disengaging food production from the deleterious environmental effects of industrial agriculture and the sheer inefficiency of living animals mm. so so I mean that was a bit bombastic but essentially yeah like they it's a, it's a fascinating company they've actually gotten even venture funding because, People just want a piece of the company, but they can't really classify. It. So I think yeah, it, mm. it's it's super cool. Yeah, and yeah. I think check it, just on their website, you check out their other drops. It's fucking cool, man. So so yeah yeah so, so cool. So to to give some context about the shoes, yeah,
0: this was a it was quite a big thing when it came out. Like basically they took the Air Max ninety sevens, which are like you know a very, um, very very coveted, uh, very classic, uh, Air Max where the, where the air pocket, the air pocket goes all around the base of the shoe and then they filled, mm. it, they, they basically designed a shoe that was basically white. And then they filled that whole airbag with like up to halfway with water, la, with like blue, almost fluorescent. With holy
1: water, right? With holy water. I, oh, I don't know Is if it's it actually holy, holy water, water, but
0: yeah, la, it's water inside. La. And uh, mm. and then, yeah, on the shoe it has uh, Matthew 14, uh, verse, uh, verse 14, 25 on it, uh, where, you know, where in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. So, yeah, la, it's basically the, the story of Jesus walking on water. La, and the idea mm. that you buy these shoes, you can actually walk on water. And it comes with a little like uh, crucifix keychain as well. La. So, it's, yeah. it's very coveted. And I, I remember watching quite a couple of reviews
1: about it. They were like, whoa, these are like pretty awesome shoes. This is cool, right? Yeah. And I mean, they have collaborated with, I'm looking at something called Satan Shoes, mm. where I think they put, they put blood inside. Oh, jeez. The, the same ending. Wow. And it was a collaboration with Lil Nas X. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's just cool. Uh. Like what, what they do is, is super cool.
0: So they have Jesus Shoes and Satan Shoes. Uh. Yeah, man. Oh, I don't want to get my
1: friends for, for Christmas. Uh. If you can get, <laughs> if you can get them. I think it's all sold out. All, all yeah. their drops always sell out. Yeah, right? I'm sure. They're all customized. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yes, what is what is your one shook thing,
0: man? Uh my one shook thing is uh quite simple. It's the latest podcast uh between Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro. Um hmm. you know, not endorsing any any particular political views or what that like, but I think every time the Ben Shapiro's on the podcast and they talk about politics it's it's actually uh, pretty entertaining. Uh but what was more interesting for me was that they they talk a bit more about um Code, the Basically, vaccine mandates uh, in the US. And then that, uh, Joe Rogan is uh, well known to be vaccine hesitant, uh, right? And then we've talked mm. about it before. But uh, Ben Shapiro has already taken a vaccine and he supports the use of the vaccine. But I think right now, what what you're seeing in the US is a very big divide between the red states and the blue states. That means Republican supporters or Dem- Democratic Party supporters about how far the vaccine mandates and, and all the the, you know the wearing mask mandates and, and things can and should go. So mm. uh, they have a very interesting discussion about it because both of them used to live in LA and have moved out of LA to to uh actually red states. Austin, uh, is uh, it? No one yeah uh Ben Shapiro is oh. living in Florida and and uh Joe Rogan is now living in Texas. Uh, yeah. So mm. um yeah it's very interesting to know that, you know, even when we talk about the US it's not like uh it's not like it's the same everywhere it is very very different in different states like the 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 different mandates that they have for covid so uh, as we you know start to think about how we are going to ease into a covid endemic country it's very interesting to hear these people talk about the mandates and and just the the mentality towards covid-19 how different it is from us here in singapore
1: i see oh that's good. And is it how long is the podcast?
0: I think almost three hours. I'm still not done with it. I started like last week, but yeah. I'm still not done with it. Yep. And maybe we can give a bit of context of who Ben Shapiro is in case people are. Oh aware. Yeah, yeah. He's a very uh famous right wing commentator, you know, who uh yeah mm. he's he's got this he's got this uh, he's very well spoken and, and seems to be seems to be very uh you know, knows all his, the facts at his fingertips. So he's actually like um and he's got very conservative views like, about a lot of things, whether it's uh birth control and, and abortion and things like that and and that and that's totally different from from Joe rogan la, right who is a bit more mm. liberal in that sense um but at the same time you know he supports the use of the vaccine and everything like it's not like he's he's fully bought into to uh, the crazy right-wing theories and all that la. so mm. uh yeah it's, it's, it's just an interesting you know like like what we say like always is always worth discussing talking to someone you disagree
1: with Rather than only only listening from those that you agree with, Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Ben Shapiro was one of those people who I found actually very very eye opening because he's very eloquent, very articulate. I don't agree with a lot of things he says, but it was the first time I was like, oh shit. Um, I kind of understand where like the the right wing sentiments and all um, what well, what they mean, what they signify. And I think even if you hear right wing and you're like. You know, I can't stand no screw bench We'll Just give it a shot, man. Mm, mm, just give just it give it a shot.
0: And it's funny, lah, when they when they get together and talk, it's actually funny. La. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Cool. All right. Cool, man. man. Wow, that was actually quite a long podcast, huh? Yeah. Not, not bad. Given like, that we were like slowly like just week, thinking like oh, am gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this.
1: Side. Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. Cool. All right, man. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody.